Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy, and this is episode 107. That's right, 107. Actually, we probably have more podcasts than that because I've taken some of my YouTube content and we've converted those to podcasts, but we're over 100 and thanks so much for joining. And speaking of YouTube, if you've not subscribed to my YouTube channel, you've got to go over there and do that. Just go to YouTube, search for Global Real Estate School. You will find us there. All of these podcasts go over there as well, but I'm doing a lot of video podcasts as well or video video blogs. I'll be doing one right after this, and I'm doing some five-minute video tips, and we have some playlists and lots of really cool content. But go to YouTube, search for Global Real Estate School, and be sure and subscribe. Well, I'm actually going down through the learning objectives or the content that the testing agency tells us you need to know, okay? And today, I'm going over something that salespersons need to know, but this is even more specific for those of you who are taking the broker's examination. And by the way, you can take the broker's exam or broker's, pardon me, let me back up. You can take the Missouri broker's course from Global Real Estate School, as well as the Oklahoma Brokers course. We have that approved as well. And of course, Indiana, which is a broker licensed state, you can get your Indiana license and other states as well. So check us out there. But this is broker specific today. And I've, I've talked about this before on our podcast, but I want to go back over it. As I mentioned, I'm kind of going down the list and I want to make sure I cover everything. And I have about 41 pages here, so we have a long way to go. We're on page one. Um, but you need to know, you need to know what and, and actually be able to, to describe what the separate contract is when you're conveying personal property in a real estate transaction. So what is um, what is that separate contract? And it's called a bill of sale. So a bill of sale, and I'm looking at um, I'm looking at legalzoom.com and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase and read a little bit about what LegalZoom tells us a bill of sale is. And of course, it's a legal document. We know that. And it's designed to record the transfer of ownership of an asset to a second party in exchange for money. Now, here's how we know it for the real estate exam. If you have personal property that's going to be included in the sales transaction, you should use a bill of sale. You really don't want to include personal property on the sales contract. First of all, it can get a little bit messy as to the value, what is the actual value of those personal items that are being left. Second, if there is a loan involved, sometimes the appraiser 
will have to give the, those personal items a value. And that can sometimes affect the valuation or the appraised valuation, which can affect the amount of money the borrower or buyer can can obtain for a loan from the lender. Sometimes I've seen situations where the agent wrote in the contract that the riding lawnmower and the living room furniture and the patio furniture and all these personal property items and they stuck it on the contract because there's a spot there for items that are included with the sale and then the appraiser comes out and assigns some value of four or five thousand dollars and the home appraises out for less money and the lender then is forced to say sorry but we can only loan this amount of money for your purchase. So the best way and the cleanest way to do that is to use a bill of sale. Now, the bill of sale, this is normally used for conveying aircrafts, automobiles, motorcycles, boats, trailers. However, it should be used and is also used when personal property such as animals or, or furniture is being conveyed to a borrower. It's usually drafted by the seller, doesn't always have to be, but normally is drafted by the seller and should include all of the details of the transaction. And what does a bill of sale do? It protects both the buyer and the seller should there be a disagreement down the road. So keep in mind that anytime you convey personal property along with a real estate transaction, you want to make sure that you use a bill of sale, okay? And that will help clarify the value for those personal property items that are being conveyed from the seller to the buyer. And also it will leave it off the sales contract so that the appraisal doesn't get messed up and that your transaction that you hope is going to close does not run in to a roadblock. Well, you know what? I actually cover bill of sale in my digital flashcards that you can purchase from Global Real Estate School. And we've got some practice exams. We have other great content there. Check us out at Global realestateschool.com. Be sure and go to YouTube. Find us there. Like our YouTube channel. We are on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. And by the way, I'd love for you to give us a five-star review right here on iTunes and subscribe to this channel as well. Or if you're listening to us on Podbean or Spotify, thank you so much for the thumbs up and the kind words. Hey, I hope you will remember what a bill of sale is used for and that when you get that first listing, if there are personal items that the seller wants to convey, you will leave those off the real estate sales contract and include them on a bill of sale. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.